I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're doing well. The last week, I well, I've just been exhausted. The energies have been flying, um, all sorts of different things going on. People been acting <laughs> bizarrely. The world, the news, everything is just so crazy. And yet, in the midst of it all, there's so much truth, beauty, and goodness emerging. And the fellow light workers are uniting. And it's really incredible. And this episode, I have wanted CJ Zingle on uh, the podcast for a while now. I reached out to her. She said she would come on. And she is an incredibly powerful light worker. She's an author. She's a blogger. I talk about her book at the very end of the podcast. Go check it out. You do not want to miss this book. Um, she she's incredible and i had a blast with her as you will see and there's a lot of deep truths spoken in this podcast there was a lot of information given um she and i are going to do more content together coming up here soon and i just really loved it so dear sister thank you for coming on and everyone enjoy okay here we are my dear sister cj how are you thank you for joining i'm good how are you i'm doing awesome so Everyone, like I said in the intro, I uh, have followed CJ for a very long time, and at times it's been difficult because you've been taken down so many times, so you have been uh, resilient and popping back up, but I'm so glad you came on, and we have so much to talk about. Yeah. You got deleted, too, a bunch of times. Yeah, I did. Didn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, tell me, uh, first of all, share your story as much as you want to. Like, how did you get into, um, well, we can say the truth or movement The but mm -hmm. I really look at you as sovereignty. Um, oh, and thank you, Lucas. yeah, well, that's like, that's the, the, the flag that I like to fly is sovereignty. Um, and I see you as the same. So share your story. How did you get into the truth sharing world that you're in right now? Um, so it probably started around 2008. Um, I graduated high school in 2007. Um, and probably in 2008, when I was in college, um, just that experience started like getting me asking questions. Um, and my one brother, I have two bro younger brothers, my one brother was always into like really out there, like, um, just like conspiracy theories. And like, we've always been like open thinkers, um, but he bought me this book for Christmas um, and it was Children of the Matrix by David Icke. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've heard yeah. of it, yeah. Um, but it, it's basically a book about the reptilians because he would always tell me about the reptilians. I'm like, okay, Shane, like, sounds crazy. Like, right. um, but I started reading that book um, and I was just like, hmm, like this stuff could be real. Like just the way they presented it. But like you hear reptilians, you're just like, yeah, right. like, right. yeah. <laughs> um, so that started me off, like, just like going down like rabbit holes, I guess, like looking at all that different kind of stuff. Um, 
and you know it's like just a path from there like I just kept going down other new things um and it was mostly like conspiracy theory type stuff um but then once I worked in pharma which I could tell you that whole story too um basically that like opened a whole nother door of like the conspiracy theories for me yeah um so and yeah (laughs) validating you know I still I have neighbors here uh, that everyone was beautiful that I found that I find in Dallas area where I live is people Mm -hmm. are all over the map politically but people aren't charged like everyone's kind and so there's the liberals and the conservatives and stuff so i am the guy that says i love conspiracy theories and everyone's like yeah i'm like man i love them like if there is a conspiracy theory i will and i wasn't like this for a long time because i was a journalist mm-hmm. i was a tv reporter and journalist so that's what i thought you were yeah so even when um i had friends that would talk about the night had, i heard the 9-11 mm-hmm. stuff but i was i just intentionally like kept it out um and then i don't know i grew up i grew up in so i woke up from the religious world like the from the vatican the denominations and the and jesuits so i could explain all that wait me too lucas that was a big part of my path in 2015 like i've had like you know like i started on the path 2008 like whoa like all this stuff Uh um but then i had um this experience so okay i'll back up i was raised catholic and my dad was always like oh like we're gonna do all the sacraments and like go to church and i just always had like bad vibes Mm -hmm. i knew there was god and like i really felt drawn to the angels but um just like the catholic religion to me like just growing up i was like i I don't know about this um and then like my dad would always make me go and i'm like i don't like being forced to do stuff like so i just kind of resented it um and that was like just growing up and then in 2015 um 2015. So I graduated from master's 2013. So I was like two years into science career. Um, and I was living with a roommate, but she wasn't there that night. And I um, was sleeping and I woke up with sleep paralysis and I've never had that happen to me wow. before. So I woke up in the middle of the night and like, I couldn't move my body. And I saw like a dark shadow, like in the corner of my room. And I was like, wow. just like the scaredest I've ever been. Yeah. And I just closed my eyes and I prayed and I was like, basically like, I hope I wake up alive. Like, I don't know what's happening. And I just went back to sleep. Um, and I didn't know what it was back then. And I've always tried to figure out what it is. And I know now like what it was, and I can talk about that later, but that whole thing, like literally the next day I like felt drawn to just wake up and read the Bible. Mm. And like, I've never felt like, like I told you, I resented religion and like Uh, all that stuff. So I woke up, literally read the Bible, like started reading from front to to end. Like, Yep. And I'm a quick reader. Like I, I love reading books. So like, it only took me like a week or whatever, but I started, like, I never read it before. I always thought it was like, yeah, whatever. Um, right. But I like started seeing connections to my own life, which is mm-hmm. the cool thing about the Bible. Yep. And then I um, like from that, I like have always been open-minded. So I started exploring um, Buddhism and then that led to like Hinduism and like what they believe in. And then I actually went on to study Muslim because one of my um, scientist friends at Janssen, she was Muslim Mm -hmm. and she's like, Courtney, like the book, like um, the Quran, what is it called? Yeah. 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 Um, She was like, you gotta read it. Like, and I, I'm very open-minded. I'll look and try anything. So I was like, okay, Maha, like 
I'll read it. And that was very interesting too. And then, like you said, I kind of like looked at all of them because for the first time I'm like, you know, I'm going to like look at all the choices and like figure yeah. out what I think and believe is right. Yeah. And after reading all of them, I'm like, they all kind of tell the, the same story and connect um, mm-hmm. in a different way. So it is amazing how all these, um, I mean, say institutions or paths mm-hmm. are leading people down this current. I always feel like it's uh, a river and people are just in this river floating down. They don't understand yeah. like, the currents taking them, wh- why they're in there in the first place. And all these different paths are, I mean, this is part of the awakening is I think stepping mm-hmm. out of the current and like standing on the right. shore and they're like, wow, right. I was going someplace that I had no idea. Like, yeah, why are, right. um, and I think just to affirm, like, it's such a beautiful story. The Bible is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And I loved you shared one thing one time that Bob Bale, and I was like, yes, because the wordplay and the magic that they, the spell casting that they do. Yes. yes. And I was like, yeah, Bob Bale, the Bale worship was the sun mm-hmm. worship. Um, I've been studying the Bible for a long time and I don't talk about it because like, I mean, I do like, I make it like people always ask me like, what religion do you believe in? Cause like, and I, I'm just like a student of life. Like I study yeah. everything and I know I've always, that's part of the conspiracies too. Like I've always known the Bible, like, and I'm very math minded, like mm-hmm. the way it's written, like the number yep. of letters, yep. like, yep. um, and like, I, that's always been so interesting to me and I've been studying it for a while. And like, I do like, I don't know. I feel like this movement, like I always follow the guidance, like what I feel guided to share like that day, like in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I notice that like, when I like share a Bible quote, like I, I do that the most actually, but like when I start talking about the Bible or religion, it always triggers so many people. Yeah. And um, it's like, they want to know immediately, like what my beliefs are. And it's right. just kind of like, I'm just studying this and I'm just like showing you what I found. Like, yeah. it's not about my beliefs. <laughs> right. It's, uh, there's so much to one of the things that the religion and the Christianity specifically, there is no other religion on earth that has a text that is proclaimed to be the holy text. So whether it's the Quran, mm-hmm. the Bhagavad Gita, the Bible, even the Torah, no right. other holy text or scripture is revised as many times as the Bible. So there are more than what they say, translations or revisions. There are more than 500 Bible versions in the English right. language. And that I was starting to be like, what? Me too. Me too. Oh, like what is happening and why? And, um, and now I can give a dissertation on the Bibles, but I heard this, I went and heard this pastor or this preacher preach one time. And he had, mm-hmm. you know, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He'll make me lie down in the green pastures, restore my soul, leadeth me beside the still waters. Um, so he had the King James Bible, which mm-hmm. it wasn't called the King James Bible when it first came out. It was called the authorized version. And it wasn't until he died that they started mocking it, that um, the Jesuits started mocking it, that they called it the King James Bible. But mm-hmm. the, the beauty and the cadence and the language set in the King James Bible is really beautiful. So he had... Uh, 14 people on stage at this church and it was a symposium about Bible version. So I went and heard this guy and he has 14 people read mm-hmm. and then all, all different ages read Psalm 23 out of the King James Bible. And it was beautiful. It was in mm-hmm. this like beautiful 
poem being recited over and it, you, I felt like, man, that's really beautiful. And then right. he handed every single person a different Bible version. And he said, okay, now we're going to read this in unison. And I have the video oh, wow. there, and it sounds like demons. It's crazy. It's like, really? just chaos and crazy. Whoa, that's wild. And so wild. And then a couple people like lingered like at the end, because like the amplified version <laughs> adds like 20 words. And so, and there was one person like reading at the end. And that was for me, the forever moment of if they can confuse the language set and all this mm-hmm. is, it's all comes down to language and words and vibrations. Yep. They've confused the language set they're going. And why does the Bible trigger so many people is because it contains a very consistent thread of truth for humanity right. relationship between the creator and where we are now. And sadly it has been so abused mm-hmm. and manipulated that most people have no idea that they don't have an aversion to the Bible as much as they have an aversion to the systems that are abusing right. the Bible. Yes. Um, yes. So anyway, and I, just, I also uh, like to your point, like another thing I really noticed, like, and it, it became apparent to me on Twitter is that like, cause I told you, I study like all sides of things usually. Uh, and like, yeah. there's the literal Bible readers. And then there's the ones yes. that see it as like abstract. And like, yep. personally, like when I read it, like I saw it abstractly and related it to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also the person that believed liter- like any definition or the way you read it is correct. And yeah. it should all be understood. And so like, it's, it all goes like, it relates to other things in life where it's like a black and white thinking like a this or that like and I noticed a lot of people um and like not to like say anything bad about them the literal bible readers are always the ones that are like basically whatever the priest said like the way he interpreted it like that's what we're gonna say it means and like that's not how it's supposed to be like in my mind when we read the bible like it should relate to you personally it's so good i love that we're talking about this is why i said i just like recording and then see what where we go and create uh i'm reading manly p hall's the secret teachings of the ages oh yeah i love that book yeah and i had never i've always heard about it and so finally bought it and I'm, i'm cruising through it but it really shows the mindset of just the esoteric, the, the elite, whatever that may be, um, of the secret teachings in, in society. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the Freemasons or whatever society, um, and then their view of the sheep, like the night, you know, the, and so Jesus then comes and no wonder they hated him so much because he went to the masses and taught them the esoteric teachings, which is so interesting what you're sharing, because he goes, it, you've heard it said, but I say, and he's like <laughs> teaching them from a greater perspective than the literal um, right. handed down version from the priestcraft or whatever that mm-hmm. is. So they took him out because he yeah, let everyone free. <laughs> it's really wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then my last um, thing, like about the question relating to the Bible, like, like there was something that happened, like when I started reading the Bible, um, I just like stumbled, like was guided and stumbled on like 
revelations Mm -hmm. and i was looking at revelations and like i always am randomly guided like not randomly because you come to find out like oh no like i was supposed to find this and then share this and then these people find whatever connects but anyway so i was looking at revelations um and i like even though i was reading the bible like i was still get like just starting it and like not sold on anything like relating i just felt guided to read the bible and so i started looking at revelation and i noticed one of the churches is philadelphia Yep. And that's where I was born. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, Philadelphia is in the Bible. Like, what's like, and that really like, was like, that's really interesting to me. And like, uh, like someone else, a literal Bible reader, they'd be like, oh no, no, like they're talking about Philadelphia, like back in the day. And I'm like, but are they like, okay. So here's something beautiful to say to you, to affirm what you're saying. So the church of Philadelphia out of the seven churches is the only church that Jesus didn't have something against. And he said, yeah, it's the only, he has, he, he admonishes six out of the seven churches and tells them that they need to repent. The only church he doesn't tell to repent is the church of Philadelphia. And it precedes the Laodicean church, the seventh church that he mentions Mm -hmm. and the church of Philadelphia. He says, you have a little, um, you, it looks like you have a little, but you actually have a lot. And I've set before you mm-hmm. a door that no man can shut up and, and, and he that opened the yes. door. Right. So I actually believe so literally and esoterically whatever mm-hmm. from the meaning that the birthing of this nation was the fulfillment of that prophecy that the Philadelphia church, why our founding documents were penned and declared in Philadelphia was actually, and church just means the gathering, the, the ecclesia, just the gathering of, of people. So when they gathered, right. that was church. Um, but and th- so like, actually I have like a story to all this because like, so Phil- once I found out it was Philadelphia, I was like, you know, I'm going to start exploring Philadelphia. And they had, and this was the same year the Pope came and visited the United States and he came to Philadelphia. And it's funny because I have a, sh- like everyone went to go see the Pope when he was in Philadelphia and like they shut down all the streets and all that stuff. Um, and I had gotten this shirt that like said the Pope is my homeboy. Cause like back then I, I still didn't realize how bad he was, yep. you know? Yep. Um, and I start, I was like looking into the whole rabbit hole, like about the Pope. And I'm like, wait a minute, like this man sounds kind of evil. Like, <laughs> um, and, and then I felt, felt on that whole rabbit hole, but it was very interesting to me that he came to Philadelphia. And then um, like, I've been exploring it for a while now because um, like the whole area of like, you know how they are, like the symbolism and the numbers, yep. like yep. the coordinates of where like city hall is, like um, the coordinates, like are certain numbers. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh-huh. Um, this the Pope he spoke like his main speech um, was in front of the art museum and I, I posted this on Twitter before if you map out like draw a picture and like you drew a picture of his route like to the um, art museum and where he was sitting it's literally the top of the head uh, and then like devil horns like wow. of a staff like because the road goes straight and then it has like this weird like and then it has these other roads like this. It literally looks like a devil head on a staff. And w- his location was on top of the head. Um, and I was like, very interesting. And then the other thing that really sparked my mind is like, they gave the itinerary of the Pope. And I noticed like, 
there was all these secret meetings about the family. Mm. I'm like, what's the family? Like, and what are, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the questions I was asking. Yep. I wasn't about to go see this evil man. Like, yep. but <laughs> yeah. So like, but I've been decoding it. Cause I'm like, I'm from Philadelphia. I feel like this is part of my mission, like mm. to decode this stuff and then like tell people about it. I love it. I love it. It's all, it's, um, <laughs> Everyone, I mean, people that listen to my podcasts and, and videos, they know where I am. So I love talking about these things. I find, I just want to share one thing that what popery does and Romanism does that why they hate the King James Bible so much. And I, it's interesting. People will come on and attack the King James Bible based on propaganda from the Jesuits that is out there. So it's so funny. It's like, mm-hmm. there's so much against it, but regardless of what the opinion is, we have the text so we can read the text and we can see what the King Jesus Bible says. And we can see what the NASB, NIV, ESV, CSV, like all these Bible versions that I have in here. Say. Mm-hmm. And right. in revelation one, six in the King James Bible, it says, and he has made us Kings and priests unto God, his father. So that you and I doesn't matter our gender. You and I mm-hmm. step into the authority of the King. We are all Kings and priests and Jesus being the king of kings because the true king preserves freedom for all. The right. false king takes everyone's freedom. So we've been living in the false kingdom that has taken right. everyone's sovereignty and freedom. And Jesus is saying, no, that I have actually established each and every one of you as kings and priests right. to minister to the people. But every Bible version, except the King James Bible, wow. says in Revelation 1, 6, and uh-huh. he made us a royal priesthood. Oh, okay. So a royal priesthood still serves a king or a pontiff. So uh-huh. the Catholics have gone in and just raped these Bible versions and people are reading, oh, yeah. knowing like what, and like, for instance, in John 14, six in the King James Bible, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the father, but by me. In mm-hmm. every other Bible version on this planet that exists, it says through me. Yes. And th- that, that line, get, like every time I would talk about like religion, any type of sort, like the people would always put that line and I'm like, no, like, that's not what it means. Not it. It's like, not. He, <laughs> says, he says, stand beside. We all come yeah, like, that we all are brothers and sisters, the children of the mm-hmm. most high, like there's so much beauty in the Bible. This is, I guess I'm saying, and yet there's so much darkness in all these other aspects. I want to, um, I want you to keep talking. I don't want to talk a lot. Uh, so, so you're in pharma, you're waking up, you're seeing like the, there's more that can, so were you learning conspiracy theories about the pharma industry while you were in it? Um, so not, okay. So let me back up. So I started my career as a forensic scientist. Um, and it's funny because that was uh, my first job and like all the scientists I work with there, like I'm so best friends with to this day. Cool. Um, and so it was forensic, but it was drug testing and alcohol testing for like the NFL was one of our clients. Yeah. Um, and so I started in that, like, just like a job out of college. Um, my degree was in chemistry and I, I really like science. So I knew I wanted to go into science. Um, and then, but I always liked healing people and like helping people. And I, so Jansen was, and Merck 
actually were right down the street from where I grew up. And um, my parents were always like, oh, like, you should go into pharmacy. Like, you're really good at chemistry. And I'm like, yeah, like, that sounds like a great idea. Like, yeah, I can help sense. people. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I went, I like, that was always my goal to get into pharma. Like, because I thought like, oh, like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to help people. I want to help find cures and treatments um so um I was working in forensics and then um like I was trying I didn't like it there like I didn't like the job and it was like too high like just too much work for what it was worth and so I moved on after a year to water testing um and I was like oh like this can just it was a higher title as a scientist more money and I was like oh this will just be a stepping stone so I could start building my resume um and then they hired me and literally a month later, they're like, Oh, we're getting bought out by another company. And I'm like, okay, like you guys knew you were getting bought. Like the president knew like hiring me, they just needed help. Like, and he, um, they hired me. And then, so this company was this huge company, a pharmaceutical company, Mm -hmm. um, was going to buy them out. And, um, like, I didn't have a severance package. So if I didn't find a job within the company, like I was just going to not have a job. Um, And so I was trying to contact like, and like apply for all these different jobs. And luckily um, this, I ended up becoming a contractor for Jansen in, in R and D as a chemist. Um, And I didn't realize like back then, like how significant, like what I would be doing, like would be to today. Um, but I really, I've always wanted to work in research and development too. Like, even if I was just a science in like food or like makeup or something like that. Um, and so I landed this job just randomly, like one of the last few weeks we were still open as a company, um, in our, our building. And, um, so I was in R and D at Janssen in development side, um, working on like the clinical trials, um, of all these different drugs for immune response and cancer. Mm. Um, and so basically our development was it's biologics, which connects a lot to what's going on today with like NRA. Yeah. So all that, um, and we were doing T cell type of research development and like all the different relevant stuff that connects to the vaccine. Um, we were like working on that just to see like if we could like have a cure for lymphoma, like all this different stuff. Um, so I worked there for three years as a contractor. Um, and I basically like, I'm a quick learner. So like I learned the job really quick and it's, it's funny because the position they put me in, there was only me and this other lady who knew how to do the experiments, uh, for what we were doing. And she basically, they hired me to replace her so she could retire. She was the only one doing wow the the experiments that she was doing um and so it's called neutralizing antibodies Mm. um so i was working on neutralizing antibodies and anti-drug antibodies like that was my specific niche part um and so they hired me as a contractor and the lady like taught me her job and like she's like most people like it's very detail oriented and the experiments can last like three days and you could mess up on day one Mm. if you're not too careful or whatever you don't know what you do the wrong math like um, and so she was saying to me, she's like, a lot of people, like, they don't even like make it past the first month because they can't get anything to pass or like, cause like science wise, like they're not detail oriented. And I'm like, okay. And like, I was just passing stuff. 
And I'm like, okay, like, I mean, what's the next hardest thing? Like, and so she saw how much I caught on, like taught me all her different experiments and like the different stuff we were working on. And she was going to retire like a couple years later. She ended up retiring that year because like, she's like, Courtney's got it. Like, I'm totally fine. Like that. She's just going to like take. And so I, she retired and I was still a contractor. Um, and I basically took over, like, she was a manager essentially. Like she, she was the only scientist and she would like, she would develop all the experiments. She would sign off on all. And like, you always have second eyes, like, like right. she had someone above her that checked her work. And then we had QA that would check over that. Um, but she was doing all the different stuff that like a scientist and a manager would do. And then, she, so she's like, you're going to take this all over. Like, you're fine. So I took it over um, and I'm expecting like, okay, they're going to give me this role as like a full-time J and J. Like I'm going to, this is perfect. Like I know all the experiments, like I'm really good at doing this. No, they had me teach this other girl that was a full-time J&J. So, like, contract, and this this also relates to what's going on right now. Um, The U.S., like, they get visas for so many Chinese scientists. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother story. But um, it's also, like, pharma has become a problem where it's, like, they have so much contract work. I forget what the percentage was. I think it was, like, maybe 50%, like, 50-50, like, contractors to like real employees Mm. but it was it's become this like business where it's like they pay you like terrible money as a contractor but you're expected to do the same work as like j and j person over here um so i like i basically what i was doing at jansen like when the other lady retired i'm expecting them to hire me full-time and here's the thing like if i would have gotten hired full-time like I probably wouldn't be like where I am right now, like mm. thinking what I do. Mm. Cause I would have just like taken the money and yeah. like went on my way in my career. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like this is what we're doing. The money is great. Like, right. um, and so they wouldn't give me a chance. Mm. Like when I went to go apply for full-time, like scientists at J and J, they're like, Oh, we're frozen. Like our jobs, like we don't have any, they're frozen. And I'm like, okay. Like, cause contract for contractors, you can only be there for two years at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So like my time was like coming up where I had like, I wasn't even going to have, I wasn't going to be there. I wasn't going to have a job. Like, so it was like, kind of like, are you going to hire me or what? Like, mm. um, and so like, it was always some excuse. So I was like, all right. And then it was funny because the FDA came and did an audit while we were there and I had to run the experiments like, and talk to them. And it was, that's another part of my story. Um, but like, like that's, that's not, not usual. To, not to interrupt you, but I, want, <laughs> I do want people to know that you have a book out. Is this all part of your book in your book? Um, I, I mentioned this briefly, like, like in my about me section, Got it. um, cool. like I plan to write a book on like my whole story. Um, like, cause it's like, it's a very interesting story. Um, yeah. but and I would just want people to know that you do have a book and we'll put the link in and all that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Thank absolutely. you. Lucas. Yeah, that's so-, uh, so yeah. So, um, my manager, um, my direct manager, she was trying to get me a job. She knew how much I was doing. And she started, most people start as contractors to get your foot in the door. Mm. Um, and she was like, Courtney, like, believe me, like, if I could get you a job, like, I've talked to so many. And I do believe she did try to get me in there. Um, it just was bad luck, like, yeah. bad luck all over. And then I was, it was funny because my, like, life outside of work was also, like, just, like, 
just bad stuff just like kept happening to me and when I looked back on it I'm like maybe the universe like is trying to like redirect me like maybe this is not for me because um I went and I because they wouldn't give me a full-time job I started to applying with my my great resume to all these other um like pharmaceuticals and AstraZeneca hired me right away gave me the salary I wanted um so I moved down to Maryland by myself for my career. Then once I did that, like everything wrong kept happening. And I'm like, why does this keep happening? Like I'm, I left Janssen. Like I thought this was the move. Um, and then I went to AstraZeneca and they hired me and they were like, this position's been vacant for a year. And I'm like, okay, well, like I'm a quick learner. Like if it's hard, I'll figure it out, you know? Um, and so I was there for three months and the hiring manager loved me. And then our director comes in. He's like, uh, we wanted to let your group know that your manager is getting demoted and we're bringing in this new lady from J&J. And I was like, I just left J&J. Like, why? And so I worked in large molecule, which is like cancer medications. And this lady came from small molecule. So it was like Tylenol. Like we were on the same level, you know, yeah. and like this lady, I was um, 31 at the time. Um, and she was 35. The rest of our group was like 40s, 50s. Like, yeah, yeah. so this manager comes in and I can get along with anyone. Um, and so we meet to have our like uh, first meeting to get, get to know each other when she first gets there. Um, and we, we have the same degrees, like chemistry degree with the MBA. And like mm-hmm. most people don't have that. Um, and so I, so I played sports in college and I just like started talking about sports. I can't remember why to her. And she's like, I don't do sports. And I was like, Oh, like, Oh my bad. Like, so like that whole meeting, I was just kind of like, I, I don't know how it's going to go with this lady. Like, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she seems very like yeah, intimidated by me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm saying all the wrong things. Right. Like she knows I came from JJ too. Like, but I was in large molecule. Like, um, so anyways, um, like from that moment on, it was just like new, like she started like, I was really good at my job and I, I like, but I questioned the way they were doing their laboratory uh, log books. So in science, you have to log, you, you have experiment log books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had brought to her attention that when I first got there, like they hadn't log booked anything since 2015 and it's the year 2019 now. Wow. And I'm like, uh, if the FDA came here, like that, that's a huge, like, no, no, like anywhere in science, like you always have to have a documentation that right. of what you did or else like, you know who knows what happened yeah, right. um and so like that's a huge no-no and i brought it to her attention i was like her name is amanda i was like amanda like um like i just wanted to let you know like because i tried to tell the last manager and she's like well that's the way that we've always done it and i'm like oh. so i tell this new lady who like should know because she came from J, like she yeah. knows it's not like this um she's like okay courtney like we're gonna put you on like the project to basically get the log log books up to speed well, I went and I talked to the director too, cause she was still brand new. And I just let him know too. And he had been at the company. He started at the UK AstraZeneca, which is where it originally started. Um, and this man like had been there his whole career, like worked his way up like to director. Um, and I went and told him cause she was new. Um, and he was just like, uh, okay. Like uh, we've always done it that way. Like, so, but like, 
I didn't understand what was going on when I had this meeting because to me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to help him out. Like, we're yeah, going to improve right. this. Yeah, Everything's good. Yep. Like, yep. no, like he, so him hearing that was like, oh no, we got to get this girl out of the door. Like she's seeing too much. Like, because they were, they were the site that was like, sweep everything under the rug. Mm. No one's going to find out. Like, but you know, like it always gets found out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. so, so yeah. So long story short, from that point on, like the lady he hired and him, like they got me fired um, from AstraZeneca because like they could tell I was going to be like a problem, like yeah. from what I like stuff I was finding that like I knew was not proper protocol. Um, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the first of all, I do management consulting. So I understand the contractor and the FDE and the, the whole vibe. Oh, you do? Okay. Time or like it's just what world and language are you talking like it's just because they want to i get that <laughs> i get it really well um so what's beautiful in hindsight or in the bigger picture is you know you've always been a light worker and so the energy just didn't align um, right you know and that's like, what i noticed lucas like it was like um well, the, the people I worked with at Jensen, they were, they were awesome, like awesome people. But then when I got to AstraZeneca, it was a very like opposite environment. Mm-hmm. Like, and it really like, cause I came from Jensen and that was the first one I worked at and they were very like by the book, like everything by the book. And it, it makes sense. Cause they got in trouble like in the nineties for not being by the book, like all, all of them get found out and then they have to pay like huge amounts of money and be like, Oh, we won't do it again. Like we'll change everything and it gets swept under the rug. Like, mm-hmm. um, so AstraZeneca, like I go there and I'm expecting it to be like, you know, the same. And like, it was, so I got fired and I'm like, how am I going to go on with my career? Like, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and I, so that was like the next thing that was like universe is like, you got to get out of pharma. Like, like we're trying to tell you like, to get yeah. out of pharma like right. we just got you fired like, right. right um and i still didn't listen and i um went on to work at wuji which is a chinese company um and i i just took this job like because i'm like like who knows who will hire me if i don't take this job because i had a friend there um mm-hmm. and she's like oh your resume is amazing like just apply i'll get you the job like got the job like two weeks later luckily so i didn't have a gap but um so i worked there and so that was my last pharma job that I held. And I was working there as a investigational scientist. Um, Cause I realized like, I really like exploring stuff like that, like QA stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really good at it. Um, so I was an investigation scientist, um, which basically like if something goes wrong in the lab or like they're not following correct protocol, like I'm going to be a technical writer. That's going to write all this up, figure out why they weren't doing what they were supposed to that type of stuff. Um, and so I was doing this job and like, I would go to write up my report and hand it into my manager and she would read it. And she's like, uh, you can't put that in there. Like, mm. like that has to go. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, no, like if we delete that, like that's a relevant part. Of- so again, it was like another, like, oh, let's cover it up. Like, yeah. and I'm like, like, that's not how I work. Like, and I worked in quality assurance at AstraZeneca and at this place. So it's like, this is our job. Like yeah. our job is to make sure that everyone's following the rules, like quality. Like, so if like we're cutting corners and like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. kind of like, this right. is a bad situation. Um, and so I was there 
when COVID hit and um, my mom texted me. And so my mom is very awake also. Um, mm. And she text messaged me and she's like, did you know that your company um, is owned by George Soros? And I was like, wait a minute, like George Soros, like he owns my company. Um, and so like, I like as a light worker, I knew that like all the flags and signs of what was going to happen, like in this future that we're living right now, but I didn't know the year. Yeah. But so when 2019 happened with the pandemic over in China, we actually, Wuji has a site in Wuhan, China. Wow. And I'm like, that's a weird sign first off. And the address is 666. Of course. And then she tells me George Soros owns us. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, so I start looking into it and it's, it's interesting um, because I stumbled, like I was guided to this, like, it's, I guess it's like a blog and it was something like something about how like the uh, domain was something like God's our savior. So and something like strange like that. And I know uh, you would appreciate that because yeah, you're like yeah. into, oh yeah. and so, yeah. So I stumbled on this blog post from this person in China and it was an anonymous poster. And they said uh, the basically COVID started, at Wuji Aptech, which was the name of my company. Wow. Um, it started here on, I don't know how to pronounce it. It was like Goexton Road. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's right down the street from that, the laboratory. Um, what's, you know, the laboratory I'm talking about, like the laboratory they kept exploring, the research laboratory. Yeah. It's right down the street from there, like in the same campus. Um, and so the post said like, we developed the virus and basically everyone knew about it for the past couple of years. And that scientists started disappearing because they were talking about it. And I'm like, Oh my God, like it was developed in my own company. And like, that would happen to me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and so this, the minute I saw that, I was just kind of like, I got to get out of here. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm done with pharma. Like I was already done, but like, I'm really yes. done now. Like, yeah. and so I just, um, I found that in May it was. Um, and then uh, Judy, Dr. Judy, I don't know if yep. you remember her. She came oh, out yeah. with Plandemic. Yeah. Yep. That came out in May. So I, yeah. So it was, it was like around May that all this stuff started happening. Like I found that post because I was like digging down the rabbit hole of George Soros uh-huh. owning it. And then her Plandemic came out and her story, like it's so much like mine, like what I dealt with in, in pharma. And I'm like, this is a sign. Like, I got to get out of here. Like, yes. so. Oh, oh you're okay. You're okay. I oh, oh. <laughs> my phone started ringing and then it just like went over. Like, I can't see the screen anymore. Hold no, on. No problem. Um, the, it's 555 right now. Are you in East wait, I'm wait, Central time? You're wait, East Coast? It is. Yeah. I'm on East Coast. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I need to get this back up. I can't see it anymore. No okay. Problem. Wait, uh, Lucas, can I take a drink of water? Yeah, is of that course. okay? Of course, do whatever you need to do. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's so it's so casual. That's that's what's fun about this. Um, th- where so it's such a fascinating time. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's a fascinating time, I guess. But what I'm s- saying is. I'm thinking about soul contracts, like I, to me, everything is soul contract that even the dark, the dark players on the board chose to, to jump into these bodies. Like every soul right. jumped into these bodies for a purpose. And, um, I did this video 
I don't know, put it out a couple of weeks ago that the law of free will has never been broken. And I've seen this twice in vision, um, actually on plant medicine, but very clear that God had God allowed every soul to see exactly what would happen to them mm-hmm. and give them the option. Do you want to jump in? You, there's no cr- will crossing. God does not cross our will. So he asked okay. and each of us jumped in, but we get to see the perpetrator gets to see what will they will produce. And it might not be that jet, that line. It might be 12 lines over four down, like, mm-hmm. but, but we can see it all. And, um, What's fascinating to me right now is the mass population that believed the media. Now I come from the newsroom. So when I was at the Fox affiliate, yeah. okay, the news, like mm-hmm. I, I was, I was a feature reporter cause I love telling human interest stories and I love the fun, like entertaining stories to tell, but the hard news journalists would look down on me and they didn't even know who Ahmadinejad was. They didn't even know who the president of Iran was at the time. They didn't know anything, but they're reading mm-hmm. the news every single night. And they're, they're of course. these people. And um, this goes for like, I know how there's, I mean, I don't, it is so dense. I mean, like the, it is the dense. Uh, it's so dense and it's so low vibe and it's so ego. And these are the mm-hmm. people that present the narrative that people believe and build their whole worldviews off of. And I'm like, these people don't even know right. they, what, ask what books they've read before they tell right. you believe what they say, you know? Um, Wait, and- Lucas, do you talk about your story somewhere? Cause that like, I'm, I'm sure people would love to hear your story. Like uh, um, as like, I don't talk about the news so much. Like I've had a uh, Whit Johnson, who's a friend, He's the Good Morning America anchor, and he's filling in like World News tonight. He and I started mm-hmm. at this small market in NBC, in the middle of uh, NBC affiliate, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I mean, if you're listening from there, you know what I mean. It's a small, uh, small market town. Um, the news is fascinating. Every single newsroom, you know, in that video. In fact, I have it. Um, I is have wag it. the dog? Wait, Lucas. Wag yeah. the is dog wag is the true. dog? Is that true? Yes, yes it's, true. it's true. It's true. Right? It's true. And the reason why, you know, that video that popped up and I have it right here um, where I call it mocking mockingbird media, where all those, it starts off like tonight and then it jumps up and all the different anchors are saying the exact same thing in the same mm-hmm. cadence. It's because every single newsroom in America, and I can't speak for the world, but I presume it's the same thing in the world because there's the, um, the same process is in place. Every single newsroom in America gets two wires that flow stories 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it, it mm-hmm. is the AP wire and the CNN okay. wire. So these two entities are streaming narrative the entire time. So newsrooms pick up and that's where they're told, tell this story. And that's why all right. those markets tell the exact same story. Democracy is under attack. <laughs> and they all sound the same and it's ridiculous. And yet mm-hmm. that is how simple people, like people that don't wake up, I don't understand how they just think that the world is so simple. It's, it is right. incredibly complex. And the people at the top look, I mean, even your story about the Pope making that path in Philadelphia, 
tells me that mm-hmm. they consciously can see above and parallel. Oh, yeah. Time, right. Their consciousness. Yep. They're, they can ask for project even while they're in body with us and, and, you know, they can have an entity host them while they're flying about. There's so much beyond just this media 2d reality or 3d uh, reality. And so and Lucas, the interesting part about that is um, like, this is what I've kind of noticed is like us light workers, like mm-hmm. even though we're not in on that like cult yep. group at yep. the top, Like, I know for myself, like, part of my mission has been like, I just am able to like get channeled and like guided to know exactly what their next move is or what Mm. they're doing. And it's like, it's very interesting to me because like, it's like, I know we came from like the future, like light workers probably did because we know what like, intuitively, we know what's going to happen. And it's like, like, we're going to win. And like, they don't know how we're going to win because we're not in the know. You know what I mean? But God lets us know, like, yes. and keeps us two steps ahead of them to know what they're going to do. Yes. I think that's like the most interesting part. I don't know if you've what like you experienced that. No, I do. Uh, like I've had these visions. I have this, um, I have this picture. I have had visions. So this is Billy Graham in, I don't know what year this takes place in uh, 1957, but that's Madison square garden. Oh, wow. And ever since I was four years old, I just saw this picture a couple of years ago, but this is the exact vision I've been having since I was four years old that I know there's going to be tens and tens and tens of thousands of people in stadiums all over the world. Yes. Healing and like love. It's God's love. It's just going to pour down perpetrator, victim mm-hmm. people. And we will hold those who need to be held. We'll love those who need to be loved. Wait, um, that reminds me of a vision that I've, I've had for many years now. Um, do you know Joel Osteen? Like, how do you feel about him? Uh, people are like, I either hate him or I like him or there's I, a whole bit. I, I mean, I'm not aligning with him. Uh, I, I heard I've watched something that he's about to get indicted or something like that, but I don't know what, tell me, tell so, me the so, whole scene story. So I, I thought just like, oh, uh, like he's a scam artist, like uh-huh. what everyone was saying. Right. Okay. Um, but back in like 2018, it was, pro- it was when I was in pharma, of course, uh-huh. like, I was like in a very like dark, like depressed, like, cause all this stuff kept happening to me and I'm like, what's going on? So I was just like very down. Um, and this girl that lived in my apartment complex who I like just met randomly outside, like we were both outside with our dogs. Um, I got to know her, her name is Gabby. And like, she, like, we became really close and she knew I was like going through some stuff. She's like, you got to read this book. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I love reading. Mm-hmm. And it was the Joel Osteen, um, the uh, like some it's basically this book about like uh going through hard like times and darkness um and basically how those times are what reroute us to like where we're supposed to be and like to basically change like your mindset like from like oh like why is this happening to me like my life's terrible and just kind of like be able to like in the darkness like find the light and like why i'm going through this like because it's it's so much bigger and more than like ev- like you know what i mean and most people yes. don't want to look at that way and yes. so this book like and it, it's funny because i read this book it was it was excellent it's one it's one of my favorite books cool. um and i read and it was one of his first books he, he wrote i think um 
I ended up not reading more of his books, but more of his dad's books. Mm. Like you do, you know how his dad was. His dad was like in the pocket, right? He was. He was a priest too, I think, or a yeah, he's a pastor. Yeah, 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 pastor. Yeah. yeah. So then I read all his books, and and his books were um, exactly like the same kind of theme, like, Mm. um, and they don't in the books they don't really like bring it back to like religion or anything like that, and I kind of like I appreciated that because like. It was a very like roundabout way of like saying like, this is why you go through hard times and like you encounter people that like are just very difficult. And like, mm-hmm. that's what I was going through. So I was like connecting with this. And so then I kind of like changed my mind. And I'm like, I mean, I've never watched any of his like preaching, like presentations, you know uh-huh. what I mean? I just read uh-huh. his books, um, but they were, they were excellent. Um, that's beautiful. For, but w- the reason I'm tell I brought him up is because he, like when you brought up the stadium, he does stuff like that. Yes. Um, and yes. then I also read a book in 2015 by Andy Andrews. Um, and it was, it was really strange. It was called the traveler's gift. Um, mm-hmm. and in that book, uh, the guy had near death experiences. Um, and in his near death experiences, he had, he, he had went to, um, a huge stadium full of all like the biggest people like Abe Lincoln, like, all these like prominent people and like they were telling them in this meeting like that in the near future like there was going to come a time where like the world has a deciding like Mm. they need to make a decision like are we going to head down this evil path still or are we going to make change yes um and they were preparing earth like all these people in the conference and like when you just showed me that it just reminded me of like something like that like amazing you know what i mean yeah and that and i i have had the vision like also that like we're all gonna meet like i don't think anytime soon we're all gonna meet up like because i know like the timeline like but definitely in the like next couple of years like we're gonna start doing stuff like that yes it is um it's a it is amazing i love and like just a thing about like joel olstein oh, by the way you said olstein i say olstein but the mandela effect now is just Oste- i say it wrong <laughs> no no it's it is olstein you should look at the book that you have if there's an l in it but now the man do you yeah. feel the mandela effect now they're saying no it's his name's joel olstein and then another mandela i say effect everything that, wrong so i'm like no you're saying it, right. it you're saying it right <laughs> and then another mandela effect just total side note tangential um run on here Home Depot is now the Home Depot on the signs. And people are like, they've always remembered it as the Home Depot, but I've always remembered remembered it as Home Depot. So wait, the there's a the in there? Yeah. Okay. Same. I'm same with you. And my buddy worked at Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A was C-H-I-C dash A dash whatever. And now it's C-H-I-C-K. There's some weird stuff. So the timelines, and I want to, you were talking about, um, like the future, we can't see the future. And I feel like this vision God has been given me. And I've seen it so I can see it so clear. There's this wall of water that goes up and it's like curved up a little bit at the top, but it's flat and it comes down. And we mm-hmm. are getting premonitions on what's on the other side of the water, but we can't see. He doesn't want it because he won't cross our free will. So there's no manipulation or coercion with God. But I, we all those of us light workers have this premonition of what's coming and mm-hmm. the wall is about to fall and, and wash. And it's going to be the truth is what floods and washes 
everything away. And we will all grieve those who are awake, those who are asleep. Wait, is it like a tsunami wall? Yeah, but it's almost, it's, it's literal water, but it's not like a literal flooding. It's like a energetic gotcha. flooding or something like right. that pours. And on the other side is healing. So uh, what I kept hearing is first comes truth, then comes healing. First yeah. truth, then healing. And this wall that it will wash, will no one will escape the washing of the water. Well, wait, Lucas, that relates to my visions. Like I've been having visions like of like a tsunami. I even had like a really bad dream back last summer of a tsunami. But like in my mind, I took it as a negative interpretation. Mm. You know, it, like something bad is going to happen. Um, and it's funny because one of my other uh, light worker friends, she's like a much smaller account on Twitter, but me and her usually see like and think like similar things. And I talked to her and she woke up back in the early 2000s. Um, and she's like, I, I've had the tsunami visions too. So you saying that that relates like totally because no one would escape it. I So the dream I had, um, I was sitting in my house. So I live right at the beach in New Jersey. Cool. Um, and I actually left for like a little bit of time because I had this dream that like I was sitting in my bed and a tsunami of water just hit the coast. Like, and I, it, I thought to myself, I can't escape this. And that totally relates yeah. to what you were just can't saying. You know, it's, and Q says, watch the water. And I'm like, what is this water? And then um, who else said, like, I don't know. Do you follow Sirius Shaman B, the Twitter account? Yeah. It, and yeah. that, and I don't know if that's a person or a bot or, or it's a girl. She lives girl. in France. Oh, is she? I've, I've actually, it's funny. Cause a lot of people say that we would tweet like similar stuff. Yes. Like, yes. Like I she, love your she stuff reminds, and I love her stuff. Yes. Yeah. She reminds them of me or, or vice versa or whatever. Um, and you're right. She's never had a picture or anything like that. And it's uh, funny. Like the only reason we started talking, her birthday is January 1st and mine is the 14th. So, you know, I'm very into astrology. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. she's a Capricorn. Of course she is. Like, wow. um, but yeah, she, she's a girl from France. I don't know her age though. Wow. Um, well, she po- tweeted today, watch the water. And I'm like, what is happening with this water? And, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I've been seeing and hearing from God is that because he won't cross anyone's will. And this is so important. And I've had, I, I grew up severely abused as in every category and I've had to do a lot of healing, a Mm -hmm. lot, (laughs) a lot of healing. And I've done a lot of work and a lot of um, my wife is literally saved my life to help me be here today and and to talk about all this. And all light workers have gone through similar hundred percent. That's part of, that's our path. And like, so I've learned to appreciate it. Yes. Same. And what's interesting is I, because I believe in the soul contracts, Mm-hmm. There, I said in this video that every stillbirth, every aborted baby, every Down syndrome, every murder, everything, everyone chose, got to see, no matter how horrific, and there are horrific evils. And I say, this doesn't mm-hmm. excuse evil. This doesn't explain evil. This just says that how courageous those souls were that said, yeah, I'll go in and, and I'll take, I'll play that role for whatever reason. Right. Um so I bring all that up is that God will not cross our will. And this wall of water, whether it's a tsunami, whether I see it as like 
that this wall that will maybe it starts somewhere and falls and then washes. I don't know. So I guess it's going to be a tsunami to someone at the very tail end of it. Um, I was like, God, what, what are you waiting for? What, what are we waiting for right now? The timeline, um, everything happens I, in perfect timing. Exactly. And, but wait, this, Lucas, yeah, yeah, wait, can yeah, I yeah. just bring up something like you Please. were talking about this and I had a thought like that or something I always think like where you were like about the free will and how um, he won't cross it. Yes. But also like what I've noticed is like, I'm one of those people, like I would stay up days, like going down the rabbit hole, like what's yeah. my next part of this mission? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I just want to go like so fast 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 like okay the next thing and it's like then my guides will kind of like have something happen where it's like Mm. no like we're not at that part of the timeline for you to like you know what i mean it's like yes it's going down this like very like there like there's not time but like everything's happening in perfect timing you know what i mean like the perfect it's almost like a and river. Like, like rivers like flow fast sometimes they back up and they bend and right. it feels like this yeah this and river. it's so like it's like it's funny to me because it and just one point on the free will thing there's yeah. been people that are like i like i've heard free will isn't isn't real and i'm like no like because i look at it from an energy perspective like as a scientist like whatever like you know what i mean it's yeah. like whatever you do is going to come back to you yes, you know like right. en- energy yes. and so i'm just like wait a minute, there's no free will. Like that doesn't even make any sense. Like, right. What if, like we definitely what do view certainly. Um, I love talking about it. First of all, I'm so glad you're on um, talking about this. So God said, I said, why, why are we waiting? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And there are people he's saying that are, will sell their soul at the 11th hour Yes, mm-hmm. famous in the world that will pass, but he is allowing them because that's their journey. We all choose. So come back, they will be able to say what they learned from this experience. And Wait, I, like, I never heard oh. that part of it. That's very interesting. Yeah, so I think they come. So I think that what who are we the kings and priests to in the new mm-hmm. or in the 5d world whatever we want to use these terms for i think the souls come back as little children and jesus says unless you become like a little child you may not enter the kingdom of heaven and those mm-hmm. of us who have done the work to heal the trauma healed our inner child wounds and became like a little child but those people who are stuck in the density will then they enter, return they return as little children and so we all yes. and you keep i have that thought too they like Literally, because my mom's always like, well, what about the people that like, they, they get the job? Like, and I'm like, mom, I'm like, it's part of their soul contract. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. they weren't evolved enough conscious wise or like soul journey wise. Or like, we probably made the wrong decision in our last life. But I'm yes. like, they're going to return and have to make the decision again. Because of free will, we all choose. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and <laughs> I'm going to go back to one thing you were saying so the book of revelation is so fascinating and Mm -hmm. it caused a lot of fear in Christians and because God won't cross our will, but he gave us this timeline that what the deep state will do or whatever we want to call these people or entities or energies, but yeah, the docking, the dark, the walking dark, conscious, vile creatures that they are. um, He showed us this timeline Mm -hmm. and and Christianity teaches you have to accept the timeline. They, this is the timeline. And everyone just submits to the timeline. Mm-hmm. But 
God does not cross our will. So when enough of us say no, mm-hmm. no, no, you will not chip me. No, you will not track me. No, you will not trace me. No, you will not. I am a sovereign being. I am a, I, I am made in the image of the most high one infinite creator. You know, who, by what authority do you come to me with anything right. to make me submit? And we're all in this movement, waking up to this. And I think that's what's so beautiful because God will say, okay, good. And I listen to Wano Savin and he, t- he's talked so much about um, like they're, they're testing the energy of the awakening, like whether it's the mm-hmm. human resonance or whatever the vibration is that they're able to track, like they mm-hmm. know when there's enough of us awake for them to pull the trigger and do whatever needs to be done. Um, right. So it's very, I don't know. I'm just saying it's an exciting time that just because it says it is in this timeline doesn't mean that it will be in our timeline if we choose a different timeline. Right. And yeah. I was going to tell you, um, one of my favorite quotes by you, like, do you know how you put your quotes on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite quotes by you, I, I forget when you first wrote it, but um, it was about like being sovereign. Hmm. Um, and like, it was just such a great point because it's like, people always want to get caught up in like, Oh, when are, when are they going to get justice? And like, they get angry about it. Yes. Like, when are they going to, when are these people going to wake up? Like, and when, when are they going to get justice? And it's just kind of like, we don't, and this is what your quote basically said in so many words. It's like, we don't even have to do anything, but just be there in our energy yes. sovereign. Like yes. you don't need to go fight. You don't need to go like yell at people to wake up. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, you were one, you were one of the only people that like, it's a very evolved like way of seeing it. Cause most people will disagree with us. Like, no, you got to care. You got to be passionate. And I am passionate. Like I I am, but I also know, and trust me, I've been the person that gets really angry and, oh, you got to wake up. Like, you know what I mean? But then you kind of evolve and you see like, did it help anything? Am I helping the collective? Like this, you know what I mean? Cause it's that negative energy is just contributing to keeping the timeline, not moving forward. Right. And, and a lot of people like they can't see it that way yet, but they will eventually. They will. They will. will. And maybe, yes, they will. It's so, I was one of those people angry about justice and it was only a couple months ago too. I asked like where I was like, where is there justice like what is going on and god said there's always justice yes karma misses nobody it doesn't miss you exactly and it said if i tether if i yeah tether into the injustice then i will be in the energy of injustice but yes i look at justice as just us those what do we want to create together and i choose with you and i choose with others let us go create and manifest what we want to manifest. There is always justice. It always Wait, that's, entered, isn't that cool? That's epic. Yeah. Wait, so Lucas, justice is just, just us. It's just oh us. Oh my god, that, that's the best decode ever. Isn't that so cool? And when we, I've never thought of it that way. We leave those people who haven't gotten that our view of justice when mm-hmm. we detach and turn our backs, and we actually go to create the world we want. That is the worst thing that they could ever have because when we take our light out there is just darkness and so killing them hanging them whatever this is what i tell people now like what do you want to do want to 
Think of the most horrific way you could take right. them out on the planet. Is that going to satiate it? No. They All want they us doing do that. Is stop. We just want them to stop doing what they're doing, but mm-hmm. they will stop when we no longer tether into them. When we say, no, it's just us. We are going to create the world that we want to live in. Yeah. And it's, it's funny you mentioned that also, because like, I know from, and I know like the light workers were all supposed to come to Twitter, like, cause I, I made a Twitter, mm-hmm. my Twitter back in 2010, but I didn't, I didn't use Twitter. I thought it was stupid, yeah. but then like with the whole Q movement, like, uh, the only way to really like follow what they were saying and going on with that, like other people was to go on Twitter. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go on Twitter. Like, yeah. um, so I, I got on Twitter in June, 2020 and it was originally to follow the Q movement. Yep. Um, and I was tweeting all the, diff- cause I've been decoding since like 2015, like all, all this different oh. stuff just has notes of it all. Um, just waiting for like the time of when we all were going to come talk about it. Um, yeah. but anyways, went on Twitter and I, I was posting all the different conspiracy theories, like Q and like all that stuff. But I don't know if, I don't know when you started following me. Like, do you I, remember when you started following me? It was early 2020. Okay. So, so yeah, I think you were one of my original followers, so. um, which <laughs> is what I'm going to bring up is like, um, like I, like people have said to me, like, like you're a complete asshole and I was when I first was on Twitter I was kind of an asshole like very Uh, blunt you know what I mean uh, and I've learned to soften up a bit like side that's a side story but people are always like like you've changed so much like just from like the content you tweet and I'm like yeah I'm evolving too like you know what I mean but um I I don't know if you're the same but like when I first was on Twitter all I would do was talk about the queue and like Mm -hmm. oh like uh Epstein and like all that just negativity stuff yes and it's like for me it's like a lot of people already know this stuff and it's like so what what is the next path forward like are we just going to keep complaining about it like Mm -hmm. angry like and so I I was always the person it sounds like it's just like you where it's like kind of like I'm a solution person. Like yes. I, I, I yes. will like, I'll think what's the problem, but I'm not going to sit there and complain every day. Like, Oh my God, when's justice coming? When are they going to jail? Like they yeah. haven't gone to jail yet. Like to me, that's just a complete waste of time. Yes. Like I'm going to put my work into doing a solution. Right. Um, and I'm trying, I've been trying to voice this to like people and like a lot of people don't want to hear it. They're like, no, we need to wake people up. And like, I was that way too, you know, like, but everyone wakes up when they're supposed to like and plant the seeds, but don't be, get angry about it. Like <laughs> Totally. And isn't it. So I, um, I was a Christian preacher also for a while and I ran my own ministry called roll call ministries and I was on staff for young life and I worked at different churches and worship leader. And I've done the whole religious Christian evangelical um, path. And why I bring that up is I was an assassin with my words. Like I've led more people to the Lord. Oh, me too. (laughs) That I I have Bibles full of, I've go street ministry. I've led so many people to the Lord and I have them pray the prayer. And, and I've read the King James Bible seven times in cover to cover. I mean, I could like, I was like a verbal assassin and I was in such ego and I'm not saying this is a, but I was in such ego that I knew because I like could out breath them and thought that I would mm-hmm. lead them to this place where they would pray. And so I led a lot of people to the Lord. Quote unquote. And all I did 
was make someone who already didn't have a high view of themselves think that they were even worse than they thought in the first place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what a crazy concept that is. And so I realized that the Bible says it's the goodness of the Lord that leadeth us into repentance. It's God that draws us. I mean, yes, we can some water, some plant seeds. So like, but what ego that I had and many mm-hmm. have in the Christian world of how many souls I saved, but it's the same thing in the truth movement of how many people yes. I red pilled or like got to wake them up. And it's like, right. Just be the light. Exactly. Just love the crap out of one another. Just, it, it truly is. Um, cause I have a lot of f- friends in the Patriot movement mm-hmm. and there's something so beautiful to me. And yet it's not the path I'm supposed to go down. Like I've always wondered, like, am I supposed to be the Thomas Jefferson or the <laughs> Thomas Paine? Like Thomas Paine wrote a uh, common sense that inspired the army to fight and yeah. gave the moral framework. And like, I'm like, am I supposed to be the the soldier or the thinker of these things and the absoluteness in that 3d duality mm-hmm. is so limiting. And what I want to share with everyone is like creation and energy. We can either be co-creators with the creator and mm-hmm. create and manifest and build and grow and create the world that we want to live in, or we can go play in that 3d world where there is finiteness. There is an end. There is this or that instead. Right. We're saying it's this and that it's yes. Acknowledging the Epstein, the trafficking, like what I was sharing with someone the other day, there's no such thing as dumbs. There's cities that have been covered with mud. And so there's technologies hidden underground. There's whole, oh, yeah. there's whole worlds under, but people like people don't know that. And they might wake up to deep underground military bases. Well, yeah, the military took over what they could from these areas. But my point being is like, so what? We can create whatever world we want to create. We are, and we are creating it. And so um, I just love talking to you and so many others where, we were in that path of red pilling and we're saying just, I don't know. I don't even know what we're saying, but we're, it's not this duality message Mm -hmm. or we have to wake people up or it's like, just be, just be. For me, like, and it's funny you say like about um, just like people counting, like how many am I waking up? And like people like they care too much about like the material, like credit. You know, mm, and if yeah. you look at it from like, um, like just like the God perspective, like it's like, I, I mean, I was that way too, you know what I mean? But it's like, then you come to this whole like evolved state of like thinking where it's like, that doesn't matter. Like none of that matters. You right. know what I mean? And like a lot of people get caught up in it. And I think like, yeah, they're, they're a little bit like back there on the path, but um, like, it, like if you care about followers, you care about credit, like you're not going to get those things. Yeah. And I've seen, you know what I mean? And for me, it's like, people are like, why, like, why do people listen to you? Like, why do you, why do you have so many followers? I'm like, I don't care about followers. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, my main goal was always just to teach like what I knew, like, and what I thought was relevant. Like, and if like, I could get that out there to somebody like, great. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, beautiful. That's beautiful. Your your (laughs) sister is so cool. Um, 
because you you aren't you I've seen your face so because you've shown your face but it's so mm. cool to hear your voice I've not heard your voice and to hear you fluid mm. fluidly talk and speak um it's amazing I'm so glad we're able to connect and thank do you this. this is so cool this is my first one yeah well you did it you did amazing <laughs> I wanted to do like I don't know like I've been targeted a lot in this movement um what I mean by that is like people coming like trying to like be my friend or like get yeah. close to me just to like spin it on me and yeah. like yeah. use it against me so it's like um I've been asked a ton to do podcasts um like since 2020 like I I can't even think like probably like 20 at least and I'm like one I don't like public speaking which mm -hmm. is like funny to people because they're like oh, why don't you like public speaking? And I, I don't know what it is about public speaking. I just get, I think like I've thought about it and like, not like with this interaction, but like uh, if a bunch of people, a bunch of people are in front of me, yeah. um, the, I feel the energy of all the people yeah. and I just kind of yeah. like freeze, like, cause I'm so like an empath. Like I yeah. just feel all the vibes and I just, I freeze like a deer in headlight, like, can't talk anymore. Like, yeah. so it's like this like huge fear of mine. Um, so I've always enjoyed writing because like mm -hmm. I can put my message out there and it's yeah. like, like, however I want to say it, like I'm good with words, like I could put it out there. Um, so it was always a fear of mine. Um, and then I didn't want to choose the wrong podcast and have it like spin on me somehow. Yeah. Um, so I did one other podcast before you with another follower of mine who I had had for a while, but it was, it was only voice. Um, so I was like, Lucas is the perfect person. Like you're great vibes. Like I know, thanks, like thanks. I can trust you, but yeah. yeah. Um, I get it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of jive in all sorts. Um, but yeah, I'm honored and thank you because this is, this is going to be beautiful. And I think everything you've shared and what we've shared, um, the right people are going to hear it. The right people. It's yeah. going to, and I think the thing is, I, I've been sharing this more and more is just blessing people with courage. I think mm -hmm. that's what people get to receive is just courage. To, they know deep down, like you said, they already know, they do know deep down. It's just to find that courage. And like, if they can hear you and they can hear me and they can say, wow, okay, there's, I'm not alone in these thoughts or yeah, they used to not want to listen to those rabbit holes, but the, okay, what? and then made them start to read or think or read or watch. Right. It's so beautiful to give people permission and you are a great um, example of that. So thank you. Thank you. Like I hear, I hear that a lot. Like, um, like, because I've always been that person where it's like, I'm just going to do and say what I'm going to do and say, and I don't care what other people think. I really don't. And I, that's like the greatest compliment I get is people like, like you give me confidence to go do that too. Yeah. And I'm like, like, this is just who I am. Like, I, I don't ever think about like doing that, but like, I'm just going to say what I want to say. Like, <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad. And, um, everyone listening, I will put, um, I'll put CJ, I'll put Courtney. I just got to say, cause you're Courtney. Now That's you fine. said your name and I'm like, uh, I don't <laughs> okay, beautiful. Um, I'll put Courtney's information. Um, Follow her quickly because you never know what will have a true social. You're safe. Um, so we'll put all your links in and um, also the link to your book. And so people can Thank go you. buy that and um, heal themselves and learn and educate themselves and sit. And I've sent your book out to uh, two people that were struggling. So um, Thank you, Lucas. this good job. Thank you.
that that was something I didn't even plan. Like I've always wanted to write a book, like more about life stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but that that just kind of happened because when I was on Twitter, I would just share stuff that I knew to like help if you did get the vaccine because I was working in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like I just kept getting so many people tagging me last summer, like, oh, can you can you tell them what like Mm -hmm. you said? And I'm like, I got tired of repeating myself. So then I like put it in a blog. I put it in a blog and then like, I was like suffering financially. And someone was like, like they knew, I don't like talking about my struggles, but like, I was like trying to figure out like financially, like what I'm going to do. And they're like, why don't you just like write a, like put your blog into a book and like, just charge $5 for it. Like if a bunch of people buy, like, you'll be fine. I'm like, you know, like I know, cause I always put out free information. That's just who I am, you know, but um so it's like no that's a good idea and it's like it's funny to me because like I was always the person and there's a certain term for this where it's like I give 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 like put out so much you know but I never even think about myself in return but it's like when I'm suffering it's kind of like that's a boundary thing yeah, you know it's yeah. it's kind of like um and it's funny because the people that like trigger me and they I feel like it's like a targeted, they always come for me about caring about like the main thing that people like the haters say about me is, Oh, she only cares about money. And it's like, if I cared about money, like, do you know how much information and time I've put out like for free? Like it's not, and they know it triggers me. That's that's probably why. Um, But like, and if anyone needed my book for free, I would send them a link to a PDF that would be for free if they Certainly. couldn't afford it. Like that's not and, who I am. <laughs> and everyone go buy. Everyone go buy. Yeah. I'm I'm promoting it. You didn't have to. Um, thank you, sister. You're amazing. Yeah. And uh, let's do more of these. Courtney, thank you for coming on. And like I said, everyone go check her book out. I'll put the note, uh, the link in the show notes below. Um, this is your time, dear ones. This is your time. Shine brightly, go in, receive the love of God, release all fear, reconnect back with the rhythm of nature. This is the time. And if you have never read the King James Bible, I really recommend going out and getting one and reading for yourself. Like, like Courtney and I read all sorts. I mean, just all sorts of different um, books in my library and religions and philosophies. And, and there isn't anything to be afraid of when you explore seeking truth. And when you do it in love, it empowers you. It strips away the narrative of the, um, false prophets, false teachers that are going to say, don't look there. Don't look there. Don't look there. That is a fear-based narrative that keeps everyone stuck. But when you're walking in love, when you're walking in truth and when you're walking in freedom, there is no such thing as fear of information. All information is neutral. And so I really recommend, um, even if you've read the Bible or if you have a Bible to get a King James Bible and to look at the differences of the words, I think it's fascinating. For instance, Genesis one, one in the King James Bible says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth Genesis one, one, and many, 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 many new Bible versions say in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, and you get in Genesis two, one in the King James Bible, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. But if you 
start with Genesis 1.1 and it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then you miss the teaching of what's happening in Genesis 1 where the separation of the three heavens and understanding that the three heaven separation turned into the horizontal temple where the outer courts, the holies and the holies of holies where the most high God dwelt which then you understand the mind, body, and soul connection. So there is so much to learn and um, dive into that I just really recommend that you do that and enjoy the process of learning and releasing fear and receiving love. Dear ones, I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. Thank you for joining. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment, ask questions, and share this content out because these These episodes, these guests are along the journey with you and I. So there is someone else that could use the support, someone else that could use that one piece of information delivered from the guests or from myself or collectively that will bless them. So make sure you share it. I bless you all. I love you all. I'm Lucas Mack and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.